What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Ole Miss gets their big fish and former A&M lineman Walter Nolan. Lane Kiffin creating a monster in Oxford. Also, Georgia lands their own monster and former Florida running back Trevor Etienne. LSU loses OC Mike Denbrock, and we got a whole lot of portal movement going on. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. we got so much to jump into. Let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start over at Ole Miss as... The big decision was made on Sunday. The number one overall transfer portal prospect, Walter Nolan from Texas A&M, has chosen the Ole Miss Rebels. The five-star plus defensive lineman gives the Rebels the top-ranked transfer class and the number one player in the portal. Finished last season with 37 tackles, four sacks. Big-time addition there for Ole Miss. Shortly, Shortly after the decision, he... Uh, talked about why he chose the Rebs. He said, uh, quote, ain't nobody stopping Ole Miss but Ole Miss. This is what he said to 24-7 Sports. He said, if you look on paper, you can already see the team. I think they're going to be something serious. I think Coach Kiffin is a great coach. When it's time to lock in, I think he can teach you some things and get you ready to go play at the next level. It is uh, astounding what they have been able to do in the transfer portal. If you're just looking at defense alone, Basically, their whole defensive line through the portal. Prince Liuman Mielin from Florida on, on the edge, Walter Dolan on the interior, and Tyler Barron from Tennessee on the other edge. At linebacker, you got Chris Paul Jr. coming in from Arkansas. And in the secondary, how about Tavian Nicholson from Illinois at corner? To Cameron Richardson, another corner from Mississippi State. At safety, take your pick. Key Lawrence from Oklahoma. To Marion McDonald from Tennessee. Lewis Moore coming in. I mean, it's... It's an embarrassment of riches. And on top of that, on offense, they had Juice Wells from South Carolina. Ole Miss is going to be a problem next year. I've been saying it for weeks, and they just keep getting even more and more of a problem. Jackson Dart expected to come back. Quinchon Judkins, all those receivers. It's going to be sick. But now you add Walter Nolan to the mix. Uh, he, look, he originally started his college career at Olive Branch, Mississippi, uh, not far from, from Memphis, so... You know, it's not too far from Oxford. Spent two seasons at College Station. uh, Played in 22 games for the Aggies. Recorded five sacks, 66 tackles, 11 tackles for a loss of forced fumble, a fumble recovery, but a big-time addition for the Ole Miss Rebels in getting the former Aggie, Walter Nolan. Now, Georgia, they've been making some additions of their own. Over the weekend, Georgia landed a big-time commitment from the portal. Former Florida running back Trevor Etienne, rated by several outlets as the number one available running back in the portal. Of course, he's the brother of Travis ATN playing in the NFL. Uh, Trevor will have two seasons of eligibility remaining, and uh, it's been very, very good. Rushed for 750 yards this season with eight touchdowns, finished seventh in the conference in rushing yards uh, for a running back, and 
former Louisiana prospect, been very productive there since he stepped foot on campus at Florida. Obviously shared the backfield with Montreal Johnson this year, and now he'll go share a backfield with some really talented backs up there at Georgia. But big-time get for Kirby Smart, a well-established starter in the SEC. And that's kind of been the theme of this transfer portal. There's been a lot of well-established players in the SEC staying in the SEC, just going to play for another team, and some going to play for rivals. I mean, it's going to make some of the games next year so much more intense when you got a guy who was at a former program going to play for another one. A few other Georgia notes. They landed one of the top wide receivers in the portal on Saturday, Colby Young from Miami. Just entered the portal a couple weeks ago. Six foot five, 210 pounds. Spent two seasons with the Hurricanes. Across his two seasons there, had almost uh, or over 900 yards, 10 touchdown catches. Very productive and... Uh, he will go catch passes from Carson Beck and the Georgia Bulldogs next year. Also, Georgia sticking in the theme of the SEC, going to get a lineman from South Carolina in Xavier McLeod. Entered the portal December 4th. He'll have uh, four years of eligibility remaining. He was a member of South Carolina's 2023 signing class. Uh, so the 24 uh, 7 composite ranks him as the uh, ranked him as the number 19 defensive lineman, number three prospect from the state of South Carolina. So Georgia now has added former Vandy wideout London Humphreys, Miami wide receiver Colby Young, South Carolina D lineman Xavier McLeod, and Trevor Atien. Uh, losing players, Georgia lost a third player to Syracuse in the portal. Former O lineman Joshua Harris announced he is following Fran Brown up to Syracuse. He joins former Bulldog receivers Jackson Meeks and Yazid Haynes. Uh, also, defensive back Daniel Harris announced he is entering the portal after just one season with the Bulldogs. Uh, former Georgia DB Nylon Green, he announced Christmas Day he is heading to Purdue. So best of luck to him. Over at Texas, they're adding to their pass rush. Uh, bevy of pass rushers up front. They're adding UTSA edge rusher Trey Moore. He was the AAC Defensive Player of the Year this past year. Led UTSA with 14 sacks, 17 and a half tackles for a loss. He is a monster. Played 29 games over the last three seasons at UTSA in San Antonio. So the Longhorns putting together, put together a hell of a recruiting class, top three recruiting class, and now they're adding through the portal. They went and got uh, Houston wide receiver Matthew Golden. They got Clemson safety Andrew Makuba, Makuba and uh, now they add Trey Moore. It is uh, Steve Sarkeesian doing work, and, yeah, they're in the playoff. They're getting ready for that. Uh, Malik Murphy, the backup quarterback at Texas this year, entered the portal. Look, uh, when Arch Manning is breathing down your neck as the third string and uh, Quinn Ewers coming back next year, Malik Murphy had to transfer somewhere else. He is heading to Duke, according to reports. So he will go play for new head coach Manny Diaz over there at Duke. Over at Texas A&M, signing day just last week, but uh, the offseason rolls on and on friday texas a&m got a commitment from former sec defensive back Derricky wright from vanderbilt played the first four years of his college career at vandy started 10 games last year finished with 46 tackles two interceptions and two fumbles so Derricky wright very productive the last few years at vanderbilt he is heading to texas a&m and the aggies they're gonna look very different next year they've just they've lost so many people to the portal bringing in a lot of new pieces uh, A&M receiver Jordan Anthony hitting the portal for the second time, according to reports. He's a former three-star prospect 
from the class of 2022. Also, A&M saw a defensive lineman uh, opt for the transfer portal in junior Isaiah Rakes. He's entering the portal as part of the 2020 class at A&M. Allen Evans, been a at Texas A&M commit since July of 2022. Remained pledged to the Aggies following Jimbo Fisher's firing. Despite uh, Texas making a major push to flip, to flip the D-lineman, Evans uh, did indeed sign with the Aggies on Friday. So uh, he's the number 13 defensive lineman in the country, the number 90 player overall. So good for the Aggies. Over at South Carolina, uh, linebacker Stone Blanton announced Saturday night he is entering the portal after two seasons at Columbia. He's a former four-star prospect. Very productive this year. 52 tackles, a sack, a forced fumble. Had an interception, which was returned for a touchdown against Jacksonville State. That's when the game was still in question. Big-time play from him. So, Stone Blanton heading out. Uh, also, you know, Juice Wells is left. Omega Blake, Mario Anderson. But they did make some additions. Rocket Sanders coming over from Arkansas. Uh, Pitt defensive end, DeAndre Jules. Georgia Tech edge, Kyle Kennard. And North Texas running back, Oscar Attaway, all coming in. Also, as the report coming out, South Carolina is going to host Auburn transfer quarterback Robbie Ashford for a visit. Ashford will also take visits to Tulane and Utah. He has two seasons of eligibility remaining. Remember, he started his career over at Oregon, spent two seasons there, then came to Auburn, and uh, now he is uh, going to wait to see if they lift this 14-day uh, restraining order that restricts against two-time undergraduate transfers. I think the latest on that was they were pushing that players will be able to transfer wherever they want, so... Uh, we'll keep an eye on that, but Robbie Ashford going to visit South Carolina will be interesting to see if he ends up there. Over at Oklahoma, they uh, will have former North Texas freshman O-lineman All-American Fabeci uh, Waiwu. I think that's right. First season, the SEC coming over, and uh, redshirted during his first year with the Mean Green. Uh, played in two games last season, was a big role on their offensive line, played in 14 games, so... Uh, Oklahoma picking up an O-lineman there. And one more note here at Ole Miss, former tight end Michael Trigg, who left the team early this past season after being disciplined by the coaching staff, spent two seasons at Oxford. Uh, he is in the transfer portal. This is his second time in the portal. He originally started his career at USC and followed Jackson Dart over to Oxford. Ole Miss is also trying to secure their first 11-win season in program history, getting ready for this Peach Bowl against Penn State. Edge defender Cedric Johnson has opted out of the Peach Bowl. Uh, he's Ole Miss's active career sack leader with 19, playing 46 games over his four years with the Rebels. All right, thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we will uh, continue going around the conference. Got some more tidbits, including LSU losing, losing their offensive coordinator. That's coming your way next. I want to remind you, this episode presented to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors, they got everything you need to maintain your vehicle throughout these winter months and level it up to peak performance. They got superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, whatever it is you need for your car, chances are they got it over there at eBay Motors. They got over 122 million parts. For your number one ride or die, you're going to find exactly what you're looking for. And remember, they got that eBay guaranteed fit, so your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With eBay Motors, you're going to be burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Go check them out right now. eBay Motors. 
Bluehost.com. Run along here, locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers coming back and checking us out each and every day on the show. We'll have more transfer portal news this week and also get you guys set for the big, uh, well, we got bowl games this week. We got AM in action tomorrow night in the Texas Bowl, which we'll tell you, get remind you guys about in a little bit. And uh, much, much more. So make sure you keep it locked here on the Locked on SEC. All right, we got more tidbits to get to going on around the conference. So let's dive back into it. Next stop, we will head on over to, you know, let's go to Florida. Even though signing days passed doesn't mean teams aren't going to be gaining and losing players, obviously. Uh, defensive back Jalen Kimber is the most recent Florida Gator to transfer out. That's according to the Orlando Sentinel. He finished with 23 tackles, a forced fumble last year. He became the 17th scholarship player to hit the portal for the Florida Gators. Now, they did bring in former Oregon cornerback, Traquezzi Bridges, so he was coming to Florida, uh, announced he was coming to Florida last week. So in addition there, Billy Napier uh, also close to making a new hire on his coaching staff. According to reports, uh, he is looking to hire Craig Fitzgerald from the New York Giants to be Florida's new strength and conditioning coach. He is currently the Giants director of strength and performance, has 25 years of coaching experience, most notably worked under Steve Spurrier, at South Carolina from 2009 to 2011. Over at Tennessee, they are down another member of their secondary, Wesley Walker, entering the portal. And it's been a mass exodus. That whole Tennessee secondary going to look a lot different. Tamarian McDonald gone. Danico Slaughter gone. Deshaun Rucker, Jack Luttrell, Brandon Turnage, Warren Burrell. And now Wesley Walker. He played in 23 games for the Vols the last two seasons. 89 tackles, two sacks, a pick, and a forced fumble. Began his career at Georgia Tech before coming over to Tennessee. And uh, they have made some new additions this offseason. Former Oregon State corner Jamad McCoy coming over. Then uh, Middle Tennessee DB Jacoby Thomas flipped to the Vols. Tennessee also has Caleb Beasley, Boo Carter, and several others in the, as their signees in this group. So we'll see what that secondary looks like. Tennessee also adding to their wide receiving core. Former two-lane standout Chris Brazel is coming over. It was part of the class of 2022 redshirt in his first year. Made a big impact last year. 44 catches, 711 yards, and five touchdowns. Was all-conference third team in the AAC. And uh, got a lot of family members played in the NFL. Um, his dad, Chris, played with the New York Jets, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Willie Fritz, the uh, former head coach, uh, was also... The, the elder Brazels head coach at Blaine College back in the 90s. So, uh, good addition there for the Tennessee Vols. They have also added a former Notre Dame tight end, Holden Stays, among others. So, keep it on who else Tennessee's going to add. Over at Missouri, Ennis Rakestraw and Tyron Hopper not going to be playing in the Cotton Bowl this coming week. A uh, source told Pete Thamel that the Missouri defenders are going to miss this game due to injuries they suffered late in the season. Hopper accounted for 55 tackles and three sacks this year, while Ennis Reichstraw had 34 tackles for Mizzou. Both players have been big-time playmakers on that defense, and they will miss them. Hopper and Reichstraw played in all 13 games this year for Mizzou. Uh, Mizzou will have to suit up some new guys against Ohio State. The good news, Ohio State's got a lot of guys who aren't going to play in this one either. 
including their quarterback, who's transferring to Syracuse. So see what happens there. Some good news for Missouri. Uh, strong safety Joseph Charleston has committed to returning next season. He used his final year of eligibility, announced it on Saturday. Started all 12 games this season, racked up 60 tackles, four pass deflections, and a forced fumble. Transferred to Mizzou in 2022 from Clemson. Uh, he's one of four starters that are definitely returning on the defense alongside Dalen Carnell, Christian Williams, and Johnny Walker. Now, Eli Drinkwitz just a week ago gave out some extensions to his offensive coordinator, Kirby Moore, and defensive coordinator, Blake Baker. They have both been very good there, particularly this past season at Missouri. So congrats to both those guys getting locked up to stay at Mizzou. And one other note, former Missouri quarterback Jabari Johnson, who entered the portal last week, he announced he has committed to Oregon State. So he is heading off there. Over at LSU, their offense quarter, Mike Denbrock, leaving LSU for Notre Dame. Reports are that uh, he got a massive massive extension or a massive contract add on up to Notre Dame to be paid as the highest paid OC in the game. Now LSU had a contract extension on the table for Denbrock, but reports are Denbrock's from up in that area, wanted to be closer to family and going to go bring his talents up there. Just coached the Heisman Trophy winner in Jaden Daniels and he will return to Notre Dame. Originally joined Brian Kelly's staff up there in 2010 as a tight ends coach. Worked his way up to passing game coordinator before eventually becoming the OC in 2014. Before heading to LSU to reunite with Kelly, he was at Cincinnati coaching uh, uh, their quarterbacks there, like Desmond Ritter. He was the offense coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and tight ends coach for Cincy during that time. So LSU's offense going to look a little bit different next year. They will have... Uh, Announced the, the coaching tandem at OC for the ReliQuest Bowl this week. Uh, Cortez Hankton and Joe Sloan. Uh, wide receiver coach Cortez Hankton and quarterbacks coach Joe Sloan going to share the OC duties in this one. Uh, Joe Sloan, a rising star in the uh, coaching ranks. So see if maybe, you know, good audition for him. If he does well, maybe Kelly might just opt to promote him. If not, LSU will look elsewhere and try to bring in a big-time OC to coach at LSU. LSU will play Wisconsin on New Year's Day in that ReliQuest Bowl down in Tampa. Now over at uh, LSU, one other note from Brian Kelly and company. Uh, Brian Kelly says he has no plans to leave LSU, but some rumblings out there that potentially if Michigan were to move on from Jim Harbaugh that Brian Kelly might not say no if Michigan offered him. So something to keep an eye on. Of course, Brian Kelly said a couple weeks ago, I want to be at LSU. I love it here. I'm not going anywhere. This is my last stop on the Coach Kelly caravan. Now, earlier this month, it was reported that Michigan offered Jim Harbaugh a contract extension of $11 million per year for five years. There was a stipulation, though, that Harbaugh needed to declare in writing he would not pursue an NFL job. He has interviewed for NFL jobs each of the past two offseasons. Some people think that maybe the NFL could come calling again for Harbaugh. In fact, Ian Rappaport reported a couple days ago, Michigan has offered Harbaugh an extension for 10 years and significantly north of $100 million to stay, but that NFL clause remains in there. So we'll see what Jim Harbaugh opts to do, but uh, something to keep an eye on. If Harbaugh leaves, Michigan could come calling for Brian Kelly. It would be a big loss for LSU if they lost him. Over at Texas, Longhorns are getting ready for the Washington Huskies next Monday night in the playoff. Talking to the SEC Network about the matchup, Sark talked about the caliber of players 
uh, that he's been bringing in in his recruiting class and through the portal to get ready for the SEC. He said, look, I've always thought that it is big because the caliber of players we're trying to recruit here are the highest level. Naturally, when you're that type of competitor and you want to compete at the highest level in the SEC, you want to be in that league that competes at the highest level. And the SEC is a tremendous challenge week in and week out. You have to make sure you have players who can compete at that level. So, Sark already kissing up to the SEC. I love it. Uh, By the way, Aaron Butler, 2024 wide receiver, uh, committed to Texas, signed with the Longhorns on Friday evening, became the 23rd high school player to sign with the Longhorns and Steve Sarkeesian. Over at Arkansas, some good news for them. Merry Christmas to Sam Pittman as Bradley Shaw, linebacker, announced he is heading to Arkansas. Uh, Went through the whole early signing period, which wrapped up on Friday, but in his commitment video, Shaw, uh, his Christmas presents feature the logo of his finalist and ends up picking the one with Arkansas. So he is a six foot one, 216 pounds, four-star player, the number 11 player in the state of Alabama, the number 14 linebacker. So that gives the Hogs 17 signees in this class. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, they picked up Towns Magoo, Magoo, McGow, however you say it, a kicker from Auburn High School signing with Auburn. Reed is a five-star kicker, the number three kicker in the nation, according to Cole's Kicking. All right, we got more. SEC tidbits to touch on here coming up next, so keep it locked right here. Still more to come right here on Locked on SEC, covering your team every day. want to remind you guys about the Texas Bowl. It is coming up Wednesday night. Tickets on sale now. It is one of the biggest bowl games in the South at Houston at NRG Stadium. It is Wednesday night, December 27th. Texas A&M Nagy's taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. If you're an Aggie fan and you live in the area, you're looking for something to do, why not get out there and enjoy some of the passion, the pageantry, and the rivalry of another Big 12 versus SEC school? Check out TaxActTexasBowl.com right now for the best seats and suites on game day. They, of course, have some great uh, concert events leading up to the game as well. For the best seats, suites, and bowl week events, TaxActTexasBowl.com. Again, if you're an Aggie fan, if you just live in the uh, Texas area, West Louisiana, whatever, you're looking for something fun to do with the kids while they're out of school, head on over to the Texas Bowl. Again, it is the Texas A&M Aggies versus Oklahoma State. TaxActTexasBowl.com right now for more details. All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. And just a couple more tidbits here for you guys getting you ready for. Um, got some bowl action this week, finally. As much as much fun as it's been watching Coastal Carolina and Arkansas State play in bowl games, uh, we're finally going to get some SEC action. So uh, let's dive into it as we head on over to uh, Florida or Georgia up next. And some uh, interesting news over at Georgia as uh, – This pertains more to their opponent in their bowl game. Bulldogs preparing for Florida State. Undefeated Florida State. Georgia, one loss, albeit a three-point loss to Alabama in the SEC title game. Took them both out of the playoff. But a lot of people saying Florida State, if they could win this one, you know, maybe they could, uh, you know, go undefeated. Maybe they get championship rings like UCF did a couple years ago. Georgia, of course, playing with a lot of pride. They don't want to go into the offseason on a two-game losing streak. Uh, But... Florida State backup quarterback Tate, Tate Rodemaker, who took over um, as starting quarterback after the injury to the previous starter, and 
Matt Zenitz reporting Monday afternoon, Tate Rodemaker uh, intends to enter the transfer portal and will not play for Florida State in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. Zenitz cites a cl- source close to the family, says Rodemaker and his family reluctantly came to that decision to enter the portal. Florida State has been linked to multiple quarterbacks in the portal this offseason, including Cam Ward from Washington State, Oregon State quarterback DJU, and uh, Rodemaker led Florida State to a road win over Florida in the regular season finale. Jordan Travis, of course, the um, unfortunate injury that ended his season, but Rodemaker not going to play for Florida State, so Florida State will likely have to start Brock Glenn in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. This will be Glenn's second start for FSU. Remember, uh, he had to uh, come in there for uh, Rodemaker in the ACC title game. Other tidbits going on around the conference over at Alabama. Blake Corum, the star running back from Michigan, getting ready to face Alabama in the Rose Bowl. The star running back acknowledging the narrative of the game was flipped. As soon as Michigan learned that they would be facing the Crimson Tide during a media session last week, Corum was asked about that narrative flip, and he downplayed it as people's opinions. He said Michigan still views itself as the top dog and the number one overall team in the country. He said, yeah, the narrative flipped from the jump as soon as they announced we'd be playing Alabama. Remember they showed it on uh, on social media, their reaction, like they didn't celebrate really at all when they announced that they're playing Alabama. They were hoping they were going to be playing Florida State without a quarterback. Uh, Corum said, we are the number one team in the nation, and we're going to treat it as such. Alabama's a good team after watching film. They're coached really well. Defense flies around. It'll be a challenge, but we love a good challenge, and we're still the top dog. That's how we're going in. Blake Corum thinks uh, Michigan, they're the number one seed. They are the top dog. Bama, you're the underdog. Meanwhile, uh, Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow talking about this challenge. Uh, Milrow saying, it's a lot of excitement from the Tide in this game. So there's a chance to achieve their ultimate goal still of winning a title. He said, because at the beginning of the season, we set short-term, short-term goals and long-term goals. And now we're at that long-term goal that we set as a football team. Prior to the start of the season, we're excited for the challenge. Have a good opponent that we're going to go face out there in California. We're excited. Biggest thing we got to do is be where our feet are and attack the days. We're doing a really good job of that in practice. It's all about our preparation that is going to allow us to be Successful. Asked about what he saw in film from Michigan. He said physical. That's the first thing that pops up on tape, how, tape, how physical they play. When I talk about the box, their D linemen, their linebacking core, they all play very well together. They're a veteran group, play hard. They know each other. They have good chemistry. One more tidbit here over at Missouri. Ryan Day had his media availability over the weekend, arriving in Dallas for the Cotton Bowl. Buckeyes will take on Missouri after going 11-1, just missing out on the playoff and Missouri, obviously, their first double-digit wins for the first time since 2014. Tigers' impressive season. Ryan Day acknowledged it. He said, look, their record speaks for itself in in terms of losing two games. They've played complimentary football, run pass on offense, but uh, on defense, same thing. They make you work down the field, have a strong front, really good on the back end. Play really complimentary football, certainly won a bunch of games this year at a high level. So that's Ryan Day talking about facing Missouri. Should be a good one there in the Cotton Bowl. We've got some good matchups this week in SEC Bowl action. So we'll be uh, recapping it all, talking all about it, getting you guys ready for it, and, of course, keeping on that transfer portal 
everything else that comes your way right here on Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Come on back tomorrow on the show and check us out. Uh, and also for your second listen, go check out Locked on uh, the National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It is called Locked on Sports Today. Here for you 24-7, covering all the big stories of the sports world. Go to YouTube and search Locked on Sports Today. You'll find that channel streaming 24-7. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.